Hey everybody, welcome back to the Carol Connection. I'm your host, Jared Carroll, here to bring you guys another great episode. I did want to take a chance to shout out last week's episode, episode 60, with Jen Boyle. She is a nurse, and she worked on several COVID units during this pandemic, and she shared her experience during that. And it was a really great conversation because we also talked a lot about mental health and the impacts on society and on, on nursing students and nurses in general. So I thought it was a really great conversation. You could check that out at carolconnection.simplecast.com. Also available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the major listening platforms. Today, bring you guys another great guest for episode 61, Nate Merlin. How you doing, Nate? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. I'm excited to be here. And usually the first part of this podcast, we allow, well, I allow you to introduce yourself and kind of what you're doing currently. Mm. So... Right now, um, first of all, my name is Nate Merlin. You know, I went to, to high school with Mr. Carroll here. Uh, we played football together. Um, now I work as a public affairs coordinator in Boston at a health center. Um, so what that is, it's everything communications for this place. It's a nonprofit, so I'm the whole department. Um, anything communications, whether it be communicating out to the public, internally um social media wise everything like that uh the government affairs um that's me so march was obviously a big month for a lot of people Mm -hmm. um the pandemic hit and things you know went a little bit crazy um i was hopping on a train to head to my first job out of college and that job was in the field of public health for a position that mostly dealt with speaking to the public um and uh it was it was insane so this past year has been kind of psychotic it's just go 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 it's long days eight to 12 hour days it's um it's a grind you know yeah yeah and we'll dive into like your career a little bit later in the podcast and we'll dive in a lot about we'll probably talk a lot about this covid situation how that really impacted you personally uh the first part of the first section of this podcast, I should say, is we really talk about upbringing, family. We talk about your high school experience. So if you could share some of that with me, I think that'd be really great. For sure. Um, so born and raised in Seekonk, you know, I have generations that go back um, in Seekonk, which I always find really interesting. I live on Watson Street, and then right behind me is Vernon Place. So my great-grandfather's name was Vernon Watson. So he owned all that land, and he, and he sold it to the... To the um, city and or the town and Mm -hmm. um probably got screwed on it you know (laughs) but um so i've lived in seacock my whole life went there grew up with um single mom um saw my dad on the weekends all that stuff and i i was really pretty rambunctious as a kid i had the opportunity you know my mom worked two three jobs to support everybody in the household and um she's really my motivation for a lot of the grinding i do but um I was able to do just about anything I wanted from a pretty young age, kind of walking around Seekonk, getting into trouble, or doing as much or as little as I wanted with school. Um, So it was an interesting upbringing. Uh, It was a little bit turbulent, a little bit chaotic. Um, I always had, I know 
you always talk about your grandfather, how he was an important figure in your life. You know, my grandfather was kind of my role model, kind of my North Star, kept me on on track, showed me who I want to be as a person. He was always he was always a family man. He was always everybody's best friend. He was charismatic and um, never saw him get angry in my entire life. And he always said, you know, I, I asked him one day, I was like, when are you going to retire? And he's like, I'm going to work until the day I die. And he did. You know, he fell asleep and he, he passed away in his sleep and he was getting up to go to work that very next day. So um, kind of like that's that instilled in me just this, uh, not at the time, but now this work ethic where I just grind until I until I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, I can really relate to that, like the fact of just that mindset. Young, younger me definitely wouldn't have really like accepted that. I thought I was a very hard worker. I was a very consistent worker in high school, like especially with sports and things like that. But that that grind mindset, like I didn't really like fully embrace it until kind of like more as I've grown up and obviously in my years now, and especially like you mentioned, I did that podcast with my grandfather and like for those who didn't or don't know, episode two, James Carroll Sr. Um, that was super powerful just because the time period that I caught him in. Super vulnerable, just diagnosed with brain cancer and he knows his time is limited. So to hear him talk about his life and I was there for multiple hours. We had dinner after and everything like that. So the pod, and we, I talked to you about this. We talked like an hour before this. Mm-hmm. Like these podcasts are a chance for me to really dig deep and catch up with people. And it's even more powerful when I do it with family too because I don't think a lot of us really sit down with family and ask them serious questions about where we're from, like how we were brought up, like what went on in your life, and especially grandparents. I think that's hard for, especially our generation and the ones below us, to look up and ask our grandparents what it was like for them. And... To be able to do that, to record that for a conversation, and he has since passed, to have that forever means the fucking world to me because I think one of the most powerful things that I'm actually going to get tattooed on me is the the saying they said, if you're doing something you don't enjoy doing, take a chance, go do something different. And that has really instilled in me, and especially because I was just starting this. I was just beginning this journey of expressing myself on the internet, expressing myself through a podcast, and I didn't know what to expect. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I was taking a big chance. Like, I was really exposing myself to criticism, to critiques, to some positive feedback, like, all the above. And to do that now, and now this is episode 61, Mm -hmm. to be cranking and rolling and being willing to put in hard work, to set up episodes and do the editing that takes multiple hours, to invest in camera and equipment and invite you over and plan this, like... I'm proud to say that I have my own podcast where I could talk to someone like yourself and we can, especially as men, express our life story and our experiences and our emotions. I think this is like super valuable. Mm-hmm. So I really relate to what you're saying is like a grandfather, your grandfather being mm-hmm. like a powerful influence on you, yep. you know? Yeah, I, I feel like, um, you know, I feel bad. I know there is a lot of people out there that don't have a chance to interact with their grandparents. And, you know, I always feel bad because I just feel most of the time when anybody who's who's lived 60, 70, 80 years, I mean, they're going to be wise. They've, they've lived through so much, you know, just like eventually one day we're going to be wise. I mean, we've, we've lived through a pandemic. We lived through so much. These people have been able to, you know, take on this life, succeed through these great challenges, and then get to the point where they have a family and they're able to pass that wisdom and that knowledge down to us. And, 
you having that podcast and being able to go back and listen to it and, and show it to your kids and so on and so forth is is incredible. Like I always wished, I always wanted to do this thing with my grandfather where I think they have it in New York and you sit down and you, you do a little interview with them, whatever. I think it's a half hour and then they keep it on public record. So, you know, 10 generations down the line, they could go to this library and pull me and my grandfather speaking. And, you know, I never got the opportunity to do that. So, um, I think that's, you know, amazing. Yeah. And I didn't even know that was like a thing that you could do that. So like to hear that, it's like, I kind of took that and did it myself in a sense. And it's, it's amazing. Cause I've, I've had, um, cousins on, I've had my aunt on. So like I've had family on, I definitely want to get more family on. I'd love to get my dad eventually on this. And like, cause I had my oldest brother. So I've had James Carroll senior and then James Carroll the third on. Mm-hmm. So to get my dad, James Carroll jr. Would be kind of get the, get the three in there. Yeah. So I think that'd be kind of unique and nice to have. And to have a conversation with my dad on a podcast, I think that'd be fucking super valuable to ask some hard questions. And it's something we're, we're planning, we're working on. It's yeah. just when people feel comfortable to do a podcast mm. because it takes some vulnerability. It takes some getting your mind right and ready to put yourself out there for other people to interpret and to listen to our conversation. Because like, I think Mike, I was talking to Mike Burke about this on episode, uh, what the fuck was it? Oh man, I'm gonna kick myself for this. It was recently. Fifty something. Uh whatever. You guys can check it out. Mike Burke, check it out. Uh but he was talking about like the fact that when we're having this conversation that we're breaking like this third wall because like mm-hmm. someone's out and about listening to us having conversation here right now. Yes, this is like a recorded, but like it's me and you with a third party kind of listening in. And it's kinda cool to have that and like it's so weird because we break that barrier sometimes. Like right now, we're talking about yeah. other people listening to us, and to be able to like create this platform for myself and to have someone like like yourself that also does similar things, I think it's cool because not a lot of people, especially I always go back to it because I am a man, so men don't really do this, mm-hmm. and we're never really we weren't really taught growing up we're kind of in this new space of like men expressing themselves and how this really works. And there's a balance that comes to it. You have to be kind of expressive and understand your emotions, but you also need to still be masculine and embrace your, your traits as a man. So like there's a balance to it, I think, but kind of talk to me too. Now I want to transition a little bit into like your high school experience, unless you have some more stuff that you want to talk about your family and stuff, but I want to transition towards high school and, yeah. So, um, high school was mixed for me, you know, mixed, mixed feelings about high school. Um, I had a phenomenal group of friends. Um, you know, all of them, you know I mean? They all mm-hmm. went to Seekonk people I've known since I, a lot of them, you know, first grade. Um, so it was a chance to hang out with them. It was a chance to meet new people, chance to play sports. Um, you know, all that was, was really amazing. But, um, my sophomore year, I started experiencing like some pretty severe depression and, um, I just felt like there was really nothing to kind of, um, wake up for the next day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It just kind of felt like everything was dull and for a long time, it kind of, it really bummed me out. And so as I progressed in high school, I kind of started to build up this mindset of, I'm too cool for school. Like, I, I don't give a shit. Um, and so I would skip classes. I would um, be a nuisance to teachers. I would uh, talk back. Like, I was never disrespectful, but if a teacher was, you know, 
giving me lip, I give lip back. Um, just a, a, a little asshole, mm-hmm. if I could <laughs> sum it up. Um, not the person I am today in any way, shape, or form, but it was just kind of a rebellion. Tor- like um, like I had mentioned, my um, I kind of was able to do whatever I wanted in growing up. So that that sounds amazing to some people maybe that don't have uh, that have a family that's very strict. Like you had to be home at this time, eat dinner with the family, go to sleep at this time, wake up, go to school, like and have any of that. But I, it, which sounds great, but it also when I came home at the end of the day. Um, there was nobody. So that was why I, I went out and I did whatever I wanted to do. And that's why I didn't, I didn't have consequences necessarily of coming home to a parent that was pissed off because I was an asshole in school or that I didn't do as good as I definitely should have done. Um, so I, I oftentimes like, you're not really supposed to look back, right. And say, I wish I could change this. I could change that. But there's definitely times where I wish I could look back at high school and, and take things a little bit more seriously, whether that be with sports, um, because I loved playing football and I did not take that seriously at all. Um, and I love learning. Like when I went to college, I enjoyed the shit out of going to classes, meeting people who were like-minded and in, in, in trying to achieve goals and dreams and trying to learn new things like every day. I always say that if I could be a career student, like if someone could pay me just to go to college for the rest of my life, I would absolutely do it because I just love to learn. And I never knew that in high school because I don't I don't know if there was no one to teach me or if I just never realized it because my head was up my ass. But, um, you know, that high school was, was interesting and, and I was happy to graduate, let's put it that way. Yeah, I think because what I was going to ask off that too was if you thought aside from just being a teenager and going through the hormones mm-hmm. was if the upbringing of your parents not being together impacted your way that you reacted towards teachers or your friends like that mindset where you're just kind of like fuck everybody i'm gonna do what i do and like it seems like it it did based on what you're saying and that makes sense i mean i I think i talked to grace bell on a few episodes ago about the impact of children being brought up in single family homes where the parents are separated and the freedom that sometimes children have to kind of just like you said you did what you wanted you kind of wandered around and did things and it's you're also acknowledging that you take some accountability for that like you weren't so studious in school and like you can own up to that but there's some things that are just out of our control especially as like when we're children like we we don't we don't control where we're born who our parents are how we're brought up what they went through as kids and teenagers and how their life went so like there's this whole aspect of like trying to understand how our parents were brought up and how they were like were as kids and things like that and once we think we understand that I think that kind of filters into like I think childhood trauma. I mm. talked to that, talk about that a little bit, and I think that really does impact us as human beings. And as long as we can acknowledge that that's a thing, mm-hmm. I think it really helps us develop as human beings. And I do want to say you were very talented at football. Whether <laughs> if you don't want to give yourself credit or not, you were very good at football. Thanks, man. And I feel like you had a nickname. I can't remember what it was. Because you hit hard. It was something yeah. like that. Oh. Uh, Nick always used to say that, that video. He used to quote that video. He would say, like, the hardest hit in safety in the <laughs> league. <laughs> Dan Shop. Yeah. Because <laughs> football, man, I talk, I talk about football all the time on the podcast because I just fucking love it. And I love catching mm. up with guys that I played with like yourself. Like, the values that I learned about fo- from football, I should say, carry through throughout mm. life. Do you think football in any sense like kind of help structure you a little bit since you were kind of like doing your own thing growing up and then you start playing football did that help you at all yeah um even like definitely structure but one thing too is is was a confidence booster for me because i didn't start football until my freshman year um of high school 
And, um, you know, going into it, I was like, yeah, I really want to do this. It looks like a great time. I always wanted to, but I was always kind of too scared to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started, I mean, this is a, a kid that's never played football starting a freshman, freshman year. I didn't play for the first like three, four games or whatever it was. Like I didn't play a minute of, of anything, but every practice I would, you know, I would see people on the sidelines talking that were, were kind of like, you say the bench warmers, right? Like they were talking. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the dude having a conversation on the sideline. I want to get out there and I want to like hit somebody. I want to, I want to start, like I want to play this. And, um, through busting my ass by the end of, um, by the end of freshman year, I was playing every single minute uh, on the field. Like they had me as fullback. I was like 130 pounds. I was playing fullback, <laughs> um, and I was playing safety, special teams. Like that was a sense of accomplishment. It was like an achievement that I was. I set out to to start, and I accomplished more than just starting. I was like I was starting all over the place, and so that was this thing of like, oh, if I set my mind to something, like I can do it. And you also you don't give shit to the coach. The coach is going to slap you upside the head and make you run for the rest of the practice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, it, it taught me like that there is structure. There is a process to things that you want. It's not just, I want this, so give it to me. It's you have to work your ass off for it. Um, yeah. I think that's facts. No, it's just not not enough people get that experience, especially mm-hmm. now where we're learning that football, not necessarily football, but like, it's dangerous sport. There's head trauma to it, and that's why Mike Burke came on uh, a few week a few weeks ago and talked about that stuff, like mm-hmm. the impacts of that. And you can learn these life lessons through other sports. I'm biased. I'll admit that I'm biased to football. I think the lessons in football are unmatched by other sports, and I sound like a typical football player when I say that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't really care too much about that, but because it's just for me, I'm a shorter guy, so. I probably could have thrived in other sports, maybe like soccer, and I did. I played baseball. I was good at baseball, but football, there's no excuses in football. Mm. It doesn't care if you're short, skinny, fat. Like you got to come and you got to play. Yep. And I like yourself. I learned that quick. It's like if I want to start and I want to have impact, I need to fucking work hard mm-hmm. and show up. You can't give shit to the coaches. You can't talk back. I mean, you can. You could try it. But you're going to be running. Your ass is going to be on the line. Yep. Like Coach Crawford said, get on the line. Like That yep. was like the worst thing in the world. But that experience was just like everything for mm-hmm. me. And uh, the sense of uh, camaraderie, like the fact that you have a family of people that it might sound dramatic, but like you're going out there to, to die. Like you're, uh, mm-hmm. you're in the mindset that you're going to go out there and give it everything you've got until you die of exhaustion on the field. Like you're going to go head to head with whoever you need to go head to head with. And the fact that there was brothers that sit behind you and they're they'll when you get a little scuff on the field they're right there to push somebody to the ground or whatever it like whatever it is needed like i remember i don't know if you remember this back in the day um we did a i think it was an autism walk together yeah yeah and we had a bunch of the um the football team all come and and walk all day for this for this for this uh, event and those types of things i mean they just like they just show you that there's more to life than than whatever the people tell you there are like just succeed or just do good just get that a in school or just get that touchdown like there's more to these sports than than meets the eye yeah that that was literally for like my brother and stuff like that and to have you a part of that like that was like that goes to what you're saying it's, it's more than just a game of football like even look at us now we're reconnecting on a podcast and sharing our life like I've done that with many people that I've played football with and have been willing to come on this podcast and share their stuff and like 
family bond almost that you get the brotherhood that you form and this is we just played in high school and stuff like that let alone like kids who go on to play college ball and if they ever make it professional like the bond that you form with players like your teammates it's it's, val- it's so valuable because it, it extends into the classrooms like you motivate each other to do better in school like hey you gotta pass that class man we, you, i want you on that field with me like i know i was doing that especially some of the kids that didn't take school so seriously i'm like hey dude like we need you on that field on friday you need to get in there and study for that test like yeah. i know we had study hall a little bit later on like towards like our junior and senior years like to have that and to embrace that i know some kids didn't take it so seriously but like you're going to have that in any aspect of any sport, especially in high school where people don't take it so seriously. Mm-hmm. And you learn lessons from those people too that don't take it seriously. They think it's just a game. It's just like you're having fun. It's You just want to look like the football player, the typical mm-hmm. high school person. Like I took it fucking serious. Like it was like my job. Like, yeah. And probably a little overboard. And like I'll admit <laughs> that. But like it translated into life. And especially when I take look at anything I do career-wise, like I take mm-hmm. that shit seriously. Like... I might not be in love with whatever I do career-wise, but, like, I'm dead serious about that shit. I don't fuck around with that. Like, it's, like, I'm passionate about that, and that Mm -hmm. means something to me, so I don't mess with it too much, you know? Yeah. One of my biggest regrets um, of all time is um, senior year, last game, you know, you always have the... um, because yeah, we we kind of sucked my senior year, so our last game was um, the Thanksgiving game against the rival, and... My biggest regret is that I don't think I performed in that in that game how I was supposed to. I that week was spirit week and I was coming in, I was goofing off, I was not taking practice seriously, and I went into the game and I just I just did not feel like I performed as I did and and you know I thought you performed the best that the senior year you, you definitely I thought you performed the best out of like most of us though. Think so? I thought you did. I like, just wasn't up to my my standards and I just remember like crying when I when I left the field and I was just pissed at myself and I just think just like you say that those lessons like you taking it seriously translated to real life like I sit sometimes I'm up at night thinking about that shit just like fuck why like why did I not take that more seriously and so Thanks. every experience that I have from now on I I go above and beyond and and I my girlfriend makes fun of me all the time because she calls me she's into that astrology stuff so she says I'm a typical Libra I can't pick I can't but I always say that I have to I have to know that I'm doing the best whatever the hell it is I need to be doing it the best of my to the best of my ability before I can be happy and content with it no, I agree with that. Like, and just to go back to that game, that was the best we played. Like, we were not that good of a football team that year, and I'm pretty sure Dight and Rehoboth, they were like, I think they might have won the conference that year, and they were going to the playoffs, and we gave them, like, the best game of the season. Yeah. Like, and you played pretty good. Like, like there was definitely, we did not play good as a team, but I thought you played pretty well. Just saying. Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> it is what it is, you yeah. know? It's like, but those losses, though, that really hurt. Like, yeah. I lost... I got my honestly we got our ass kicked my senior year like mm-hmm. the last game like there's nothing more devastating for like it's for myself at least I thought because like I gave everything to football I would played from like I was a kid all the way up and you watch years and years of like seniors before you mm-hmm. play their last game of football and if they lose you see the heartbreak if you win you mm-hmm. see the triumph the excitement victory to see them lose was like dev- like I don't want to feel that yeah. and then to lose the last game of football you're ever going to play in like an organized fashion like that. Yeah. It was hard. Cause like you give everything you can to a sport and then it's like it, 
it's done. Yeah. It's nothing more. Yep. You, you just have to like move on. And it's like, it's a cold, hard reality that translates to life. It's like, sometimes you're going to get a really hard L mm-hmm. and there's nothing you could do, but take it, learn from it and move on. Yeah. And I think that really is something that I gain from football. And I do want to take a little bit of a turn too mm. and translate from like your, co- your high school experience into college and kind of like why you went to college. Mm. I've talked to, I talked to a lot of people about their reasons for going to college or going into trades like plumbing and mm. things like that. So what was like your reason behind going to college? Cause, uh, somebody told me it was a good idea. <laughs> um, typical, right? Like, uh, you know, growing up, I, I had all these dreams, like whatever it was, uh, I want to be a chef. I want to be this, I want to be that. And it was always somebody saying, but like the hours and, oh, you're not going to like that or you can't make money. So I finished up like a C student in high school, just, you know, again, didn't really care. And, um, there's kind of like a story behind how I kind of ended up giving a shit. So immediately graduating, you know, I was just happy to be free. I went to Bristol Community College, just general studies because I had no clue what I wanted to do. And I just know that, like, I just needed to do something. Smart, though, yeah. to be honest, to go that route. I yeah. wish, I honestly wish I went the community college route just because you, the money you save and then you get the same degree in the end. Mm-hmm. Like, people want to shame community college. I think it's less now than ever, but, like, yeah. I think when we were kind of coming up, it was kind of like, oh, you're going to community college. So it's like, Honestly, y'all the smart ones. Like to be honest, like you save probably so much money doing that route. Oh yeah, and 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 like the thing too is that I'm very happy I did it because once I finally figured out what I wanted to do, I was older, I was a little bit more mature, and I and I took it way more seriously, which translated into getting like a much better job out of college than I think I would have gotten in the first place. So, um, but. So during that time, I mean, like you had said, we had a little discussion before before the podcast, and I was telling you about how I had like a really, there was a period in my life where I had a really dark time, um, and I think really the thing was I just didn't have a purpose. I was just going, I was going to classes, I was working, and you know, I've always been a grinder. Like I always went to high school, and I worked after, after I went home, I fell asleep, did it all over again, and I was just continuing to do that in college. My friends were all off at you know, UMass Dartmouth or UMass Amherst or whatever school having parties and having experiences. And so things like were just depressing and, um, had no, no direction. And, uh, at that, that was also a period of time where I had, I almost lost my life twice. And so one of the stories was told on this podcast and in a previous one with John Bebo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I guess to bring that, that full, full, uh, full circle, yeah, my friend Bebo, he saved my life. I almost drowned in the in the ocean. Um, but so I was just in a really bad, dark place, and I and I didn't know what was going on. And it's gonna sound like a this is like a really roundabout story to tell you how I ended up doing what I do. But what's really saved my life was um, was music. So I started. I just decided like I always used to freestyle in high school. And I always just love to do it. It's just fun. I listen to rap, you know what I mean? Um, so I would do it with my friends, and we always sucked. And I remember I went to spring break one time, and I was freestyling. Some kid was like, oh, you're, you're pretty good. You should record stuff. And I was like, should I? So I just, I just decided at that time, like, I needed a big change, and there was nothing in my life that I gave a shit about. And there was nothing that I really could look forward to to the next day or that I felt like I could own, you know what I mean? So... I decided like I'm going to buy all the equipment. I got the mics, I got the the system, I got everything I needed and I just sat down and I spent like I honestly spent probably almost 2 years while I was going to community college just 
just doing, just making raps, just writing raps every single day is the only thing I focus on. I was actually thinking about it today where there was a period of time where I used to just think in, in rhymes, like I was hard for me to have a conversation with people because I'd always want to reply with like a rhyme because it was my only thing that I gave a shit about at that time. Um, and so I just, it allowed me to express myself. It allowed me to like dig deep into my own psyche and really understand what, what I'm thinking about. Like I might have this feeling, but like, how do I put this feeling onto a piece of paper in a way that I can express to, um, the, the, the general population to anybody that's listening to it? How can I make them feel what I'm feeling? Like I've always thought that I was a person who I have like a different, I don't want to say mindset, but a different way of thinking about things than other people. And in, in times it made me feel estranged or it made me feel separate from the, from the pack. But it, in rap, it, it just was, it was a huge asset where I was able to work these, like I would always picture a scene in my mind and I would paint a picture with the words I'd put on the paper. And um, it just allowed me to just express myself and understand myself, which was huge. And then the second thing that that really helped me get back on track was uh, shout out to my friend Dan DeFrancesco. He's been my friend since eighth grade and, you know, phenomenal kid. And we lived together for a period of time. And um, we lived in this tiny little um, apartment. It's probably like the size of this room that we're in now. It was the two of us. And um, we drove each other nuts. Um, at one point, I accidentally broke his nose. Oh, <laughs> it's damn. a story for another day. <laughs> but... Um, he was, oh, he's always been a smart kid, always grinded his ass off and, and always, you know, he went to school, he saved his money. He was, um, he had his head on his shoulders and I saw that and I saw my mom grinding her ass off going back to school and getting her nursing degree. And, and I just felt like a piece of shit. Like I had taken time off of, 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 um, college at that point And I, I was working at restaurants and, and I just decided like, I don't, I don't want to do this for the rest. I don't want to scrape by for the rest of my life. Like I want to, I want to make something of myself. And so I sat down and I was like, I'm going to, just like I did with rap, I'm going to figure out what the fuck it is that I want to do with my life. And so I took personality tests, the Myers-Briggs personality test, the career assessment tests. And I used that. And, um, I used like what I know I like. And I, and I came up with public relations, which was the field that I wanted to go and study. And, um, it just like really it, it fit well with my personality, and then I went I went back to college, and again like I mean like this word is kind of like the theme of my life, but I just grinded it out like just grind. And I remember you know I love my mom. She gives she gives me everything that she possibly can, but she didn't like she's not like babying me and like helping me like she's not paying for shit for me. So I was lucky enough to live in her house rent free, but everything else I had to take care of. So I would like I just I would work. And I would go to college and I would do clubs and I would sit there and study. I would do 12 to sometimes 16 hour days of just grinding my ass off. And um, I remember there was weeks where like I just didn't have enough money and I would just rely on like whatever pizza I got at the club meetings or I would rely on like just like a few small things like some ramen or like a sack of potatoes or some shit. And like it put a fucking chip on my shoulder where like just literally being hungry makes you fucking hungry for success. And like I just... When I went from like a, like I said, like C, maybe even a D student in high school to like being president of a public relations club, um, getting like nothing crazy. It's not a crazy GPA, but 3.56 is something that I would have never even thought I was capable of in high school. I thought I could never go to school and ace a test. And um, I got, like I got internships and I got a college. I mean, I got a job right out of college and 
oh, man, it just it it blew my mind. I had a different experience than a lot of people for college. I, I don't know what your experience was. Did, did you you lived at school, right? I did for like a semester, and I just like I came to the conclusion pretty quickly. I was like, oh, this is not for me. This isn't what I enjoy. I didn't. I never was really about the party scene, like mm-hmm. the college experience. I didn't. I went to UMass Dartmouth. It wasn't the most college experience, like party shit. But I just didn't like the vibe about like that. And like it was, it's a commuter school. Mm-hmm. So like, and I only lived about an hour away, a little less than that. And a lot of my friends still lived at home. And I was like, well, if I want to go out, I'll just go out in Providence and mm-hmm. just go out with the people who I know. And I met great people at Dartmouth, and I'm glad that I lived there that one year because I met a lot of amazing people that I've actually had on the podcast since. Shout out Brandon, shout out Keanu. But for me, and I do want to touch on upon the fact that you were like, I didn't have a passion. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything that I looked forward to in the week. And I was in the same fucking boat, man. That's that's what birthed this podcast was. I was like kind of in a limbo between texas and georgia when i moved out there after college and i kind of find myself doing the same shit i'm just working and i was also getting fat so i wasn't working out anymore and i was like what the fuck am i doing with my life then i started working out again started getting my shit together and as i started working out i was like well and i'm and then i moved to georgia ended up in a toxic work environment i was like i fucking hate hate my job i hate my life right now i'm not I'm supposed to be living this great life with a nice job in a new city, and I'm here fucking miserable on a fucking Monday night, Tuesday night, whatever. I'm like, I don't have anything to look forward to. And it made me look inwards, like, what do you enjoy doing? What are your passions? And that's a hard question to ask yourself. Like, that really hits home, and it's like, it's kind of scary, and it's kind of depressing when you can't answer that. Mm -hmm. Because it's like... We, I think, as people tend to go with escapism and try to find our escapes, whether it's alcohol, drugs, video games, Netflix, like, we all look for some type of escape somehow. Mm. And it's normal for that. We're human beings. Life can be stressful from time to time, so it's okay to escape. But when you don't have that thing that you look forward to, whether it is working out, whether it is hiking or kayaking or rapping or podcasting or YouTubing, like any of those things like if you don't have that thing to look forward to you're kind of missing this huge part of you and it and it's fine if people out there you're fine just living your like nine to five life you just go to work come home support your family and if that's the life you want all power to you Hmm. for someone like myself and it sounds like you as well that wasn't enough Hmm. we needed that aspect where we can express ourselves and to have platforms like we have created to just do that and be ourselves, invaluable. You can't put a price on this. Like, I don't make any real money off this. Like, I have the t-shirts and, like, I've, I've made, like, a, a hat and some sweatshirts and stuff. Like, this, I've made some money, but, like, it's not, I don't ask, I pretty much ask for the money back. Like, I don't want to, I just break even, mm-hmm. if anything. I'm, if anything, I'm not really making money because I don't really care about the money. It's about the conversations. Yeah. What I'm passionate about is being able to sit with someone and have a real life conversation, whether we're we're drinking or like I don't smoking or whatever. We're just having yeah. a good time. Like I don't ca- I don't care about the bullshit. I'm just having a real life conversation, and to be able to record it, put it together in like somewhat of an organized fashion. I'm like and Joe Rogan is a huge influence. I love Joe Rogan. And I talk about that a lot in the podcast. It's just like to have a podcast and be like, this is mine. Mm. Everything, dude, and yeah. like. I don't want to take away from 
what I want to ask you, and I don't want to take too much time, I'm just ranting about myself. Um, besides from school, is there anything else you want to touch upon school? Because I want to take a turn into like the YouTube stuff, and then we'll get into, we'll get into the career and stuff too. But yeah, you've started a YouTube channel, and it really relates to like the things that I talk about on my podcast. And it was a definitely a huge reason why I wanted to bring you on to this podcast. So if you could kind of talk about that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So um, it's called Hoods Off, hands down, and um, so. It was something where, you know, going through through life, you know, no matter how terrible I was at school or whatever, how unsuccessful I was at things, I always knew that I wanted to do something to change the world or help people, let's just say. I think that's probably a better way to put it, just help people. And so I always was searching for that, you know, what is that thing? What's that thing that allows me to to still enjoy what I do, enjoy my life, but also help people out. And I've gotten so much out of, you know, people can talk whatever shit about social media. It has its negatives, but I've gotten so much out of like YouTube and the people that I watch on YouTube. They've uh, pulled me out of dark times. They've got me interested in new hobbies like, um, like bushcrafting and camping and shit like that. Like I wasn't into that until I started watching and it's changed my life. So I knew that I said I decided that YouTube was where I really needed to be. I always loved those TV production classes in school, and I loved creating. I loved the idea that I could take a thought and create it into this. Uh, I could show people what I'm thinking. Basically, like I have this thought in my mind. It's hard to express verbally, but I can show you what I'm thinking. And so then it was left up to figuring out, you know, how exactly or what exactly do I do on YouTube and kind of coming full circle with that me dan and bebo and angelo were camping one time and um we were just out there in the mountains there was nobody around it was a beautiful beautiful day we were exploring the woods and i was sitting there and i had my hood up i had my hands over my eyes and i was just like kind of just sitting there thinking 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 and then like all of a sudden i okay i pulled my hands down and i took the hood off my head and I, saw, I heard the trickling creek. I heard the birds chirping in the trees. I heard the wind blowing through the, the valley. You know, I I saw the the light. I saw all of, like the trees starting to change color because it was that fall time. And I just was struck by this thing of like, holy shit, this is, this is it. This is what, this has been my whole life. It's my whole life has been trying to like be happy. What is happiness? I, I don't know, but I've been happiest when I pull pull the blinders away and I see more of what life has to offer. And so I was like, that's the shit. Like I need to show people, like people, like you were saying, whatever it might be, your addiction might be working, your addiction might be alcohol, it might be drugs, it might be whatever it might be, sex, I don't know. Um, people get into something and they just have their nose to the ground and they just grind and they don't think about anything else and they think that's going to make them happy but then once they hit that fucking goal there's another goal and another goal and another goal and you're never truly satisfied you're never truly like okay i've made it i'm content with life what i realized through like finding rap and finding hiking and camping and finding all these different hobbies was that there's so much of life to experience like there's so much to offer that I needed to show people in any way, shape, or form. Even if I helped one person, I just need to be able to show them that there is more to life than just whatever miserable thing that they're stuck in right now, whatever that may be. And so the whole point of the channel is to kind of try to inspire people to 
get outside of their comfort zone to take off their hood and take off, take their hands down off of their face and kind of see the world around them, whatever that might be. It might be through travel to see this beautiful country that we live in. And a lot of us don't get to travel around. It might be, um, you know, changing up your nutrition to be a little bit healthier. I had, um, um, as for fitness, uh, AKA Angelo Sabatini, who you had on the podcast episode 18, check that out. He was on the, um, he was on one of my videos. Um, I've just been trying to pursue different things uh, along those lines, just kind of opening people's eyes to the world. No, I I really love what you do because it really ties into what I talk about and the things like I love listening to people talk about things that they're passionate about because it relates to what you're saying is like there's so much to experience and there's so much to talk about. And it always drives me crazy when I ask people and I've had not too many, but some people like, well, what do I talk about? Mm. You're telling me you've lived life for as long as you've lived and there's nothing you could talk about? Yeah. Like, we all have a story. There's something to share with every single person that walks this earth. Mm -hmm. And what I feel like I'm doing is, because I was in the same boat, I want to help people. I want to help people express themselves. I want to help people find their own passions. And, And a way to do that is to allow other people to talk about their life and their passions because you might hear someone talk about something, you're like, hey, I can relate to that. Hey. What they're doing, I kind of like that too. Maybe I could try that. And like, there's like, there's no envy. I'm like, I've had people, I've helped people like think about making podcasts, working on their podcast. Like, I tell people all the time, start a fucking podcast. It's not super hard. Like, it, there is work that you need to put in. Don't get me wrong, but it's just a free platform, especially with things like I think there's an app called Anchor where you could public post your podcast it gets posted to apple to spotify to google and it's free i personally pay for mine because i like getting some of the analytics and stuff like that and i like the fact that i got a website out of it Mm. but it's just a platform man and like i know people like you said hate on social media and it can be it can be negative it can be toxic but i think the original like goal of social media was to be positive to help us connect with people and I kind of had that same like aha moment too. Like when I was in Georgia, I literally had just quit my job. I gave no two weeks. I quit because I was just sick of the shit. Mm-hmm. And I'd never done that before in my life. I'd never felt more liberated to quit a job that I hated. It's like the most exciting feeling I've ever had in my life because like you're so nervous. So, like, what are people going to think? What am I going to do? But like it was like a weight lifted off my shoulder and I could see shit clearly for once. Yeah. And I started thinking, I'm like, what can I do? And like, I had my brother on and he started Twitch streaming and he was getting really into that. He's like, I don't care if I make money off it. I just enjoy doing this. It's something I already do playing video games. Why not post it? And I was like, hmm, you're right. What can I do that I enjoy and just post it? Podcasts, I was getting really into that. Joe Rogan, like I said. And then all of a sudden, boom, I can make my own podcast. Mm. And then I started thinking about names and... Shout out to my brother because, like, we used to play football a lot, and he'd always say the CC, the Carroll Connection, because one of us be quarterback throwing to each other. We got the Carroll Connection, yeah. and I thought about that. I was like, the Carroll Connection. I was like, boom! Like my mind just exploded. I was like, that's it. And then I started thinking about topics, and I was getting really into mental health at that time. And like, I've always really been into it, but I was like expressing our our visions and like our passions, and it just really ties into what you're saying. Like, it just like. I think it's super relatable. Yeah, absolutely. And I like it's inspirational watching you do this as well. Like you start off and it's just like, okay, 
it's just the first episode and then then you put out the second episode and the third and then it becomes like okay this is this is a podcast and you have like it, it's your grind like you have a process you have uh thing like posts that I look forward to seeing you know short clips of of people that you've had on the podcast and it becomes inspirational to other people to see this and to realize like oh wait I can chase my dreams and it's something that I always try to tell people it's like fuck what they're saying fuck what this person that person is saying telling you you need to go to school to be fucking finance guy and sit your life in a cubicle if that's not what you want to do if you want to if you want to make podcasts then like make podcasts be the best podcast maker you could ever possibly be whatever the fuck it is that you want to do if you want to you know restore old axes you can be successful doing anything these days whatever the hell you want to do it's just like find your passion which you can clearly tell that you're passionate about this, like the way that you speak about it and like the way that your face animates when you're talking about speaking with people. Um, you could tell you're passionate about it. And so that's why the product that you're putting out is a good product because you give a shit about it. If you are sitting in a cubicle finance office and you're like, I don't give a fuck about these numbers, like your product is not gonna be as good. You're doing it for a paycheck. You're not doing it because you love it. If you do something because you love it, like people are gonna notice, they're gonna take, they're gonna take notice and they're going to be more attracted to that thing because of that. Yeah, it's all about the authenticity of your product. Mm-hmm. And I really sat with that because I had to battle. There's definitely been times, especially like I started this right before the pandemic and then I had to stop because people were nervous to do it. And like I had to get creative and like I created a mini series with my cousins and called it the quarantine connection just to post content because like I was getting in that grind and I had to like think of the, that product because like when it was taken away from me, at that time, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this still. Like, this was, I don't know how to do this. I was getting all nervous and worked up and overthinking. And having it taken away was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because it made me realize, like, I really enjoy doing this. Like, and the way you just said that I light up is the same thing I say to other people when they talk about mm-hmm. their stuff. Like, when you're talking about your YouTube channel and rapping, that's the way you are. Mm-hmm. And, like, in your, like, YouTube channel, what you're doing you're starting to be able to see that too. And like, that's what I'm trying to express to people is like, you know, when someone's passionate about something is in the way they talk about it. Mm-hmm. And some people don't even know that. I'm like, it's crazy. Cause like when you hear people talk about things, like they're just talking about like YouTube or TikTok or some like, or like animals or something like you could tell if they're not passionate about it, but when they start lighting up and getting animated about things and their mm-hmm. facial expressions, and that's why I do this in person yeah. is because I want to see the facial expressions. I want to feel the energy in the room as we're having a real life conversation because I know people want to do Zoom podcast and things like that. I'm like, I'm just not about that. Like, obviously, if it's like a big podcast and they got to do what they got to do, do it. But I'm a smaller podcast. I want the in-person stuff. Yeah. Like, and I've done everything I possibly can to make this safe in a time of a pandemic, six feet, like sneeze guard. I got a filter running. Like, I try to do this as best I can. Mm -hmm. And I had to get creative with it. And it's like, once you find something that you really enjoy doing, you're going to do it full throttle. You're not going to make excuses for it. Like I do this pretty much weekly. Sometimes I'll take weeks off if I got some personal shit going on. Like I got a tattoo. I took a week off. Like, And it's good to take breaks because if you're full throttle, full grind, 24-7, you're going to burn out. Yeah. That's with anything you do in life. For sure. So like... If anyone's out there listening to our conversation about this, it's like you can take anything from it. Take the fact that like ask yourself the hard question, what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. Once you ask that question, 
it's going to open a lot of doors. You might not find the answers right away, and you might be stuck, well, I don't know if I'm passionate about anything. Mm -hmm. That's the first step. Like, because I didn't know. I had no fucking clue. Like, if you told me I was going to do a podcast talking to people for hours at times, back in high school, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I fucking hate talking to people. Like, I'm so introverted, I don't even want to do that shit. But you grow, you develop, you learn, and once you experience things in a different way, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do what I want to do. And, like, I really do actually enjoy talking to someone on a personal basis. I don't give a fuck who hears it, though. Yeah. Like, because I do this for me. If someone hears this and they get some value from it, awesome. Mm-hmm. If they don't, go listen to another podcast. I yeah. don't really care. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Uh, taking a little bit of a turn, I want to talk a little bit about your career. Yep. And obviously, it's been a fucking crazy time because of the pandemic. Yep. How has that changed? Because I, I, I definitely would assume that you didn't get into this field to talk about a pandemic and talk about COVID. So, like, how has that changed the way you approach your job? Yeah, it's pretty twisted because I went to school for strategic communications and public relations, and I didn't, I mean, we obviously did crisis communications, but in I had no classes uh, that dealt with public health or healthcare or anything like that. So getting this job, and as I was kind of saying before, it's a nonprofit, and um, I'm the whole department. And they put a lot of trust in me. For a kid straight out of college, they put a fuckload of trust in me. And I'm like, geez, like right off the rip. Um, and um, man, I, I, I just posted something on my LinkedIn the other day um, talking about how no crisis communication class could ever teach me what this year has taught me. Um, in this profession, like I've learned the importance of communicating like timely and accurately. I've learned um, the overall importance of the position that I have, uh, especially in this day and age. It's it's no longer organizations can just operate how they want to operate. Like you really need the public to be on your side. And um, I've really learned how important it is to, to, to make sure that everybody is understanding of each and every situation. So for instance, you know, starting this pandemic up, we basically closed down and we had emergency visits only. And, and, you know, people are confused, they're angry, they're scared. And it's my job to try to in some way, shape or form as this institution that's supposed to, uh, exemplify like, um, uh, security and health in, in the face of these crazy adversities. I'm supposed to be the voice of this organization and explain to people, it's all going to be okay. We're doing we're doing this because it, it it helps save our staff. It helps save you. I'm trying to take what I get feedback from the public and and bring it back into the to the upper level management. And this is going to be like a crazy revelation here, but something that I I really really learned is that like everybody is just winging it. And I thought that it was like the most interesting thing when you're when you're a kid, you look at your parents and you're like. They know fucking everything. I'll know everything one day. And you get a little bit older and you realize, like, oh, no, no, they're just winging it. Like, they're, they're just figuring it out as they go. But then you look at your teachers or your professors and you're like, but they know. They know everything. Like, they're clearly, they educate me. They know everything. And then you get a little older and you're like, they're just winging it too. And then I get this job and I'm like, but the people in government, though, they know what they're doing. So I'm dealing with a lot of, like, public affairs. I'm dealing with a lot of, like, politicians and a lot of, um, a lot of these, uh, 
restrictions and these um, pro- these problems with uh, stock of vaccines and stock of masks and all this stuff. And I realized that they're just winging it too. So it sounds scary maybe to listen to that, but in actuality, it gave me like an amazing confidence boost realizing that when I set out to do something at the beginning of the day, I don't have to be scared that I don't know how to do it. I don't have to be scared that, you know, there's people out there that know how to do things better than me or that I might not like um, live up to the goals that I set for myself. The fact of the matter is that everybody's just doing their best and that's all we can possibly do. And if you can understand that, it allows you to give people a lot more leeway for things that you might have thought were stupid mistakes in the past. You might understand them a little bit better and be able to say like, okay, well, they're doing the best they possibly can and, and that's all that I can ask for. I think that's some of the best advice that I've heard on the podcast is like, because it's facts. Like, you do realize as you get older, almost everybody, we're just fucking winging it at this point. Like, yeah. like when I do this podcast, we're winging it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we set down some fucking, like, points that we want to talk about in the beginning. I do that with everybody. But it's a conversation. We just fucking hit. I just hit record and we just fucking do this shit. Like, and... I took a play, like a piece out of Joe Rogan's playbook with that. It was like, he doesn't really like script his stuff. It's just unedited. Like it's just ha- two people having a conversation or more. And I was like, I want to do that. Like, I don't want to be some scripted motherfucker, like reading off stuff, like asking politically correct questions and things like that. I want to just talk about whatever we want to fucking talk about. And I was like, I'm going to do that. Like, yeah. no one's going to tell me that I can't do that. And it's nice now. Cause like I have a platform where I could say pretty much anything I want to. And there's some things that you, we don't talk about on a podcast. I think it's just safe. We're not like super famous people. We can get away with anything. We'll get, we get held accountable for shame. We're not going to say out of line crap, yeah. but it's just like, for the most part, we say what we'd say off podcast. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing that we've said on this podcast that it was scripted or that we wouldn't say in real life. Yeah. It's a real life conversation. And that's why I've always valued sitting down with people and legit having conversations like yeah. these. Do you ever notice that um, if you have somebody on the podcast, they're more apt to talk freely in front of the mic, or do you think they're less apt to talk freely in front of the mic? Less. Less? Yes. A lot of people hold back, and that's it's just, I think it's an innate fear mm-hmm. that they've never done it before, and they're, I think some people are afraid that whether it's their employer or friends or family are going to listen and judge them for what they say so they might say things that are a little bit more politically correct which is totally fine and it's acceptable but like i allow people to say what they want to say and i mean i I don't condone like anything that's whether it's racist or sexist or like homophobic or anything like that i don't condone any of that shit but like term and i don't really do politics like i try to stay away from that because that's just not my topic my topic is really mental health and life like journey Mm -hmm. so but pretty much anything else for the most part, if it's not fucking out of line, and if it is, I'm not afraid to check someone mid-podcast, yeah. but you can say whatever the fuck you're comfortable saying. Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, I always I love when people ask, can I swear? I'm like, yes, you can fucking swear. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you hear me talk? Like, I, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. So, like, yeah, I'd say yes for the most part, but I think it's just because people haven't done it before. Yeah. I think it's kind of a crazy thing. This life that we're living right now is just, it, it always blows my mind and we, we touched about this i think before the podcast um we have these lizard brains and we're operating at this level that's just way higher than than our evolution i guess i could say and so 
I just think it's so interesting that we like how things develop like social media births to be this great thing that connects people all across the world which it still absolutely does but you also get that thing of um no one shows or I shouldn't say no one but there's a large percentage of people that don't show show their authentic self it's the best version that they can possibly show so that the real the only reason I can even imagine is that so that somebody else thinks that they're impressive and I just don't really understand where that comes from because just like you me that really good looking model the president of the United States, they wake up and they fucking pull their pants down and take a shit on the porcelain throne every single fucking morning. So it's like you can't pretend like you're not a human being and like you don't make mistakes and you don't do this and that. You can't pretend that. You're, that's bullshit. So why are you pretending on, on social media that you're this perfect person when realistically like people don't want to see that? You know what I mean? It just makes everyone depressed. It makes them feel lesser than. Yeah, I've, I've gotten to that place where now I post whatever. Like, I mean, I was talking to you before about my TikTok. My TikTok's a lot more sad, relationship-related, and, like, I don't do that as much anymore because it's not what I feel, and I've learned to not post what you don't feel that's not authentic. So, but I learned to express myself, and, like, if that's what I'm feeling, that's what I'm feeling. I'm gonna post that. I'm not just gonna post shit just because I'm happy. Like, yeah. if I'm sad, I'm gonna post sad shit. Like, it is what it is. Like, life is sometimes sad. Yeah. Like, if you're happy all the time, I'm gonna say there's probably something fucking wrong with you. Yeah. Like, because life is not all sunshine and yeah. rainbows. Like, there's fucking rainy days, there's hurricane days, there's tornadoes. Like, yeah. shit gets fucking messy. Yeah. But, like, that's life, you yeah. know? And you learn to deal with it, and you grow through it, and I think that's normal for most people. I do want to say, though, we are coming to the, the end of the podcast, and I usually ask one more question to wrap things up, yep. and it's related to passions, and I know we've touched a lot about that, and I think it's a good way to end it. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to touch aside from passions that you haven't talked about? Uh, or say anything? If not, it's totally yeah. fine. Um, I think one one thing that, kind of going back, you had mentioned this, and it kind of spurred a thought um, about opening doors, like chasing your passions. Uh and it opens doors. And I think that that's a huge point to kind of emphasize is when you start to pursue things that you're passionate about that make you happy, they they open doors. Like I always think that, I always kind of view life as this, it's just this abyss and, and there's just doors. Like you ever seen Monsters, Inc.? Mm-hmm. It just there's doors like that all over the place and you can open this door and you might look through there. It's like, oh, that's drug addiction. I don't want to go in that door. You, you open this one. You're like, ah, that's like a, a, the finance guy. Like, I don't want to do that. And every once in a while, life kind of like shines this golden door right in your face. And it's up to you to to see that and to enter that door and to see what where that takes you. Like you can just as easily ignore that door as you can go into any other door. And that's I think that's extremely important to understand that as you're going through life, like you need to keep your eye sharp for opportunities that are going to put you in a position to be the best possible person you can for for humanity. I think everyone has something to offer and finding out what that is 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 so essential for for mental for mental health. No, I hundred percent agree and this last question I'm going to ask you is kind of a spinoff of that, so you can kind of pick up with it. And the last question of the podcast is, what would your advice be to someone who wants to pursue their passion? Jesus, just just do it. Like, don't be scared, whatever the hell it is. Like I said earlier, if it's polishing axe heads on YouTube, like, just do it and be the best at it. Like, put in your whole heart. Like, don't just say, hey, I'm just going to, like, do this here once in a while. Like, just get into it, jump into it head first 
and just pursue it like there is no other option. Have no second option. And I promise you, it might not seem like it. There's that saying, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. It might not seem like it at first that it's ever going to pan out for you, but I promise that if you pursue whatever it is that you want to do with just authentic passion and no backup plan, like you're going to succeed. And I don't care what anybody else fucking says about it's You're not going to make money doing this or that. It's like, if you give a shit about it, you're going to fucking find a way to succeed doing it. 100% agree with that, Nate. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I appreciate you for sharing your life with me and being vulnerable. And hopefully eventually in the future, we have a part two to this. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Hopefully you'll be on a YouTube video soon too. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to eventually expand into that. I've tapped a little bit just breaking down that barrier and i need to get a different camera if i'm going to do that so like hopefully i'd love to eventually um if i get my grounds in a different place get my own place build a podcast studio and get some really nice equipment and shit like that's i think that's the goal where i'm eventually reaching for so hopefully next time we get into that space that's where that's what we're looking at so but i'll tag you in everything so if anyone wants to reach out to you or ask questions about your youtube channel or your rapping or getting into any of that or your career in general they could reach out to you but i'll give you guys my spiel if you guys like the podcast please rate review subscribe share it with your friends share it to family share it to grandma you can check it out the carolconnection.simplecast.com also available apple Podcasts, spotify and all the major listening platforms but until next time guys bye